Welcome to episode 153 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're taking a look at season 7, episode 4, Millennium. The original air date was November 28, 1999, and the action primarily takes place in and around Baltimore, specifically in the state of Maryland. Now, this one's a bit unusual. Chris Carter had a series called Millennium that ran for three seasons, premiered during the fourth season of The X-Files. So season six of The X-Files was when the third and final season of Millennium ran. Unfortunately, Millennium was canceled so late in production that they didn't have time to write a wrap-up for the ongoing story. That's where this comes in. So this episode picks up where that series left off and takes what was intended to be the first half of season four and squeezes it into a single episode and then apparently drops what was planned after that because there was every intention of still telling the story so that the turn of the century, or the millennium, according to the bad math that Skelly calls out, would not have been the end of the story or the series. That didn't happen. So instead, it gets continued in the X-Files in this episode, which has an IMDb user score of 8.1 out of 10. Now, it was written by Vince Gilligan and Frank Spotnitz, who are familiar with both shows. So they worked with the X-Files and they worked with Millennium. So they had a good feel for them and how to bring it in. It was directed by Thomas J. Wright. Now, Thomas J. Wright currently has 64 director credits to his name, including a very recent episode of Supernatural. He's also done several episodes of Castle, One Tree Hill, but he probably landed this gig directing this, his first of three episodes of The X-Files, because he had previously directed 26 of these 67 episodes of Millennium. So I haven't checked all the numbers, but it's a pretty safe bet that he was the most prolific director on that show. He directed a little over a third of the series, and given the kind of time frames and technical requirements of a show of that scale in that era, it's unlikely that anyone directed a significantly larger number of episodes than that. He also served as second unit director and members of the art department on a number of other shows and movies, including Howard the Duck and Beverly Hills Cop. Now, by far the most notable guest star here is Lance Henriksen, who they got because he was the lead in the Millennium TV series, reprising his role as Frank Black. He is best known for his work in Aliens, Terminator, Near Dark, and Hard Target but he's got 247 credits to his name and is still working today. As far as the IMDb is concerned, his career started in 1961. Now in this one, Holmes Osborne plays Mark Johnson. He's a necromancer that the Millennium Group hired. As far as the plot's concerned, someone is grave robbing and somehow reanimating and raising the dead. Now there were symbols on site that Skinner recognized as tying to the Millennium Group that was part of the X-Files, which Mulder and Scully were also aware of, but had never investigated up to this point, in a meeting that gives the exposition dump that would be necessary 
for the people who were not watching the other show. And let's face it, given where the two shows landed in the ratings, that was most of the audience of this episode of The X-Files that were not familiar with Millennium. So they get caught up and assigned to the case. They find that Frank Black has checked himself into a sanitarium or, you know, a psychiatric hospital. And he's there voluntarily. He's realized that he was neglecting his daughter. And he's fighting a custody battle with her maternal grandparents following his wife's death. And this is what he's doing to make sure he doesn't lose her. So he gives Mulder and Scully some information in a very roundabout way to lead them to it. But for about the first three quarters of the episode, Frank Black is not a very active participant in what's going on. But he does give them an effective FBI profile, so they go after this necromancer played by Holmes Osborne, who's also known for playing Mr. Patterson in That Thing You Do, who's in Affliction, he's Eddie Darko in Donnie Darko, and Bill Granger in The Quiet American. Another notable guest star, at least for some of the audience, is William Forward. Here he plays the funeral director. It's not a very large role, but it is notable for a lot of us who would recognize him as Lord Rifa from Babylon 5. His filmography has 36 credits to his name, the most recent of which is from 2005. He's also known for Beverly Hills 90210 and My First Mister. This is his only X-Files credit. Now, Brittany Tipletti plays Jordan Black. She's got 17 acting credits to her name, most recently Living Out Loud. She plays the daughter of Frank Black that he's fighting for custody for. And just to give us an idea of how important she was, she appeared in 39 of the 67 episodes of Millennium, as well as this series. She's also known for The Pledge and Hot Rod. The IMDb lists Dick Clark as an actor in this. Now, this was formed before the actual Millennial Ceremony, but before his passing in 2012, he frequently hosted the New Year's Eve countdown. Now, with the shift to LA, as expected, we're seeing a lot of steadily working actors. There's quite a number of guest stars in here who haven't really gone on to anything huge, but who've steadily worked. You know, there's a police officer here who's got about 80 different credits as police officers without names in a variety of different shows. There is one other guest star that I would like to point out. It's a very small part in this. She's a nurse that Frank Black refers to as Octavia. Her real name is Octavia Spencer, who recently played Dorothy Vaughn in the excellent movie Hidden Figures, a mostly true biopic. They kind of compress some timelines a bit and intentionally mess up the geography in a wind tunnel just for a dramatic moment, but still highly recommend watching Hidden Figures. She is also known for playing Minnie Jackson in The Help, Wanda in Fruitvale Station, and Papa in The Shack. So there are rumors out there that Lance Henriksen wasn't thrilled with this episode. I've got to say I don't really blame him. As an episode of The X-Files, it's pretty good. It delivers what it needs to. It tells the story. If I didn't know it was wrapping up another TV series, 
it would just be another quality Monster of the Week style episode. If I were coming in as someone who had devoted as much time and energy to Millennium as Lance Henriksen did, or as a lot of the audience did, I might have felt a bit cheated. We're talking about something that Lance Henriksen's character, Frank Black, had spent three years building towards, and he was working for it, and then he sidesteps that for his daughter, which is fair. He's got to prioritize his daughter, but when they're wrapping it up, he spent three years on it. Mulder and Scully get involved on December 30th and wrap it up before January 1st. So this is practically overnight. Yeah, Frank needed to be there in the end, but what did he really need to be there for? For five or ten minutes when, you know, if the FBI task force could have shown up and dealt with it too if he just told them where to go, it could easily feel like a slight to that audience based on how quickly it was wrapped up by outside parties and how uninvolved Frank Black was in most of it. He didn't really feel like an equal partner. He felt like someone who was just starting to get his footing back and move forward. So it is a good episode, but could have been better. As far as the science is concerned, there is no science that justifies necromancy. Once oxygen is not delivered to the brain for too much time, that's it. It doesn't matter what we do. Anyway, that's about all we have to say about Millennium. Join us again in two weeks' time when The X-Files takes its own look at superheroes, which have obviously become much more popular in the intervening years, at least in terms of filmed entertainment. So join us here for Rush. Thank you for listening.